0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio.
1: On average, one Australian child is identified with impaired hearing every day. One in 1,000 babies is born with significant hearing loss. Hearing is one of the sensors that have very few visual cues. So how can we tell if our child is having trouble with theirs? Florencia Montes is an audiologist from Sydney Children's Hospital and she joins us today. Hi, Florencia. Hello. What are the statistics around hearing impairment in children in Australia? Are they high comparatively? or um, the, the same as the
0: rest of the world. Uh, as you said before, 1 to 2 every 1,000 babies and around four to six around school age. So even though we're doing really well in Australia in with the screening and identifying hearing loss very early on, we still need to keep an eye and assess hearing at different stages because it could be um, kids that develop hearing loss later on.
1: And that was something that I wasn't aware of. So when we have our babies, they all get checked in hospital, don't they? They put those little things on them, and I I have no idea how that works. Do you do that in the hospital? Uh, We do
0: the diagnostic test. So we see um, in our hospital, Sydney Children's Hospital, we see the babies that refer on that screening test. It's quite a clever test. It's quite quick and has some limitations as as a screening test, but uh, it's it's quite good at uh, not referring too many babies that don't have a hearing loss and picking up those who have a significant hearing loss. So um, in New South Wales, around 99% of the babies that are born get to have a screening test.
1: So if your baby has been assessed in the hospital and then they're referred to someone like you guys, what can we do? I mean, I imagine as a parent it is would make so much difference to know that your child has a problem. But what do you do once you go, when they're only a baby and they're not even yes. talking?
0: Uh, we are lucky here that we don't have a too long waiting list for this test. Uh, so we, once the baby um, fails the second screening test, they get referred to us and we see them within the next two weeks. Uh, I know two weeks for the parent could be too long, Uh, But if the parents are too anxious waiting, we try to contact them and discuss and try to calm them down. Um, In babies, it's very hard to um, see responses. So what we look for um, is we do the the, the, uh, diagnostic test where the baby has to sleep. But if we see a baby outside the swish, Program that parents are concerned because the baby they think the baby is not responding to sounds. The sort of responses that we look in a baby younger than three to four months of age. If that's a noise, they awaken or they stir. If they are sleeping, uh, if it's too loud, we look for a startle response, and then very subtle uh, responses like if is feeding the baby or the baby sucking on a dummy. When the baby hears something. Uh, they should change the sucking pattern. so usually they stop the sucking because they heard something and then they keep on going. The same with the feeding, but they very, very subtle responses. Eye widening is another uh, response that we look for if there's a sound, that's the way the baby reacts. So it's more of um, reflex type of responses in, in, in young babies.
1: So obviously, if you catch it early, then there are things that you can do to help the child and the family as they grow. You mentioned earlier that children also should be tested right about the time they go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's obvious, right? That's because they're going in and we need to know they can hear their teachers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't we know by that stage if they had hearing problems?
0: Uh, if depending on the degree of the hearing loss, so if the, the hearing loss is significant enough, um, like in the severe to profound range, you'll know. Um, cause, yeah, probably you call the, the kid and they don't turn, and they don't have proper speech and language development. So obvious um, signs of, of of a hearing loss. But if it's if we look in more into the mild. Moderate degree. Sometimes hearing loss happens in one ear, not in both. So those skills, if we don't test, uh, we'll miss them. Uh, and sometimes we see them at the hospital because they're having problems at school with spelling, following instructions. Uh, but otherwise, uh, normal speech and language development. It's just uh, they're not doing well with um, yeah spelling
1: and school. I think my children just ignore me, but maybe I should get their hearing tested. Maybe they're not, just being rude. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Florencia Montez, who is an audiologist from Sydney Children's Hospital. And we're talking about uh, getting your child's hearing checked, and it happens a lot, mostly in hospitals. Florencia, you were mentioning about 99% of children will be tested in hospitals when they're born. Uh, you mentioned then about getting your child's hearing tested before they go into school. Now, that's not a mandatory thing, That's is is, mm-hmm. is it? So you're sort of saying to parents, maybe keep this in mind before they go to school. Yeah.
0: So we don't have, a, like, we have a screening, a universal screening program at birth, but we don't have anything else beyond that early age. Some schools will ask for the hearing test, but as you said, not many um, and what we recommend is when the, the kids have the f- uh, four-year-old eye check, we check hearing as well, just to make sure that when they go to school, they are in the best condition to learn.
1: So, do to get this sort of check, do they go? Do we go to a hospital a GP? Where's the best place to get your child's hearing checked? Uh,
0: so you have to. We need a doctor referral for the hearing test, so that's the GP would be the starting point. Um, there's hospitals, there's also private practices that uh, do the hearing test the difference is um, what they charge or they don't charge Uh, but yeah there's private places and the hospitals
1: Are there any other ways that hearing loss gets picked up in that let's just say from that journey from babyhood to early primary school um, if they're not tested is it normally something that teachers notice?
0: Uh, Parents are the best in in, um, suspecting that there's something not right it could be the speech um, or something that they, they ask a question and they, re- they respond something else. So parents already know there's something going on, of course, and, and the teachers as well. And it could be kids that uh, the whole starting process of investigating hearing is because they have an ear infection or any middle ear problem, and that triggers other um, assessments, including hearing, and then we we find a hearing loss
1: Are there treatments for hearing loss? I mean, all I can think of is maybe the child gets a a hearing aid or something like that. I mean, how do we help children who might have uh, moderate hearing loss as opposed to profound?
0: Uh, If they hear, because we have a transient sort of type um, of hearing loss that is related with uh, middle ear conditions, most likely fluid or a glue ear, for the permanent, when the damage is inside the cochlea, the inner ear. At this stage, there's a lot of research, but at this stage, the only um, solution that we have is hearing aids. And if the hearing hearing aids are not enough because the hearing loss is too significant, a cochlear implant is the next step.
1: How do children deal with those sorts of aids? Because I know even talking to my parents about hearing aids they, they, I used to have the assumption that it would just make sound normal. But if you've got some kind of hearing and then you have a hearing aid, it can also often be quite a discombobulating experience to use a hearing aid. And that's coming from my parents mm-hmm. who are their grandparents. How do small children respond to those sorts of hearing aids?
0: Um, I guess because if, if we put the hearing aids in, in the early stages of brain development, the brain adjusts, and that's part of them, and that's the way they hear. And with some, with, with since we have this screening program, if we you see a kid with a significant hearing loss and hearing aids on, so, but you don't look at the hearing eyes, you couldn't tell that that kid has a problem. Uh, so the technology has improved a lot. Early detection has helped a lot as well, um, and I guess for the kids they know that helps them and it's part of part of them they wake up they put the
1: hearing aids
0: on and they, they have a normal life.
1: They're much more resilient than us oldies. Yeah, <laughs> Florencia, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That was audiologist Florencia Montes from Sydney Children's Hospital. And for more information on how to spot hearing loss symptoms or just how you can go about requesting a hearing assessment from your child, just head to our website. That's kindling.com.au.